For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are back with Katie. Uh, talking to her all this week, and uh, Katie, we're... Um, you know, in the middle of the week, and we always think, you know, it's hump day, people need some encouragement. Um, so the question today is, what's a truth or several truths uh, that give you perspective and encouragement in ministry? Uh, without a doubt, those who have been in ministry for any length of time know they can be dis- discouraging at times. So we definitely need yes. encouragement, and we definitely, definitely, we definitely want to point people to the Word uh, for encouragement. So uh, what's something Absolutely. you've got for us? Oh boy, no pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, um, you better encourage <laughs> us. It's up to you. Oh, I'm supposed to encourage you. <laughs> um, I guess maybe I I'm misunderstood the question, so hopefully something I'm going to say is, is going to be helpful. Um, the two big, I guess, truths um, are things that I had to get over or realize um, in my ministry. Um, the first one dealt with numbers. Um, and I know I've, I've heard other people talk about this. Um, I go have, you know, I go to a church, of just under 200 members. So we do not have, you know, it's a smaller church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I often found myself being very discouraged by the numbers at youth groups or different events, especially when I would hear about other churches in the area that were drawing all of these kids. And, um, you know, I started to, kind of look at myself and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? What should I be doing, you know, to fix that? And through reading a couple of books and several conversations with my pastor, um, it finally started to sink in that it's not a nut like numbers, sheer numbers at an event is not what matters. Um, I've, I've become more focused on doing everything I can to make sure that, um, whenever the kids are with me, um, no matter how many that is, um, they're hearing the gospel and they're growing in their walk with the Lord. And, you know, whether that's 10 kids or that's a hundred kids, um, I'd rather have 10 kids who are here and they are actively engaged in the word and trying to learn and apply biblical truths to their lives, um, and growing closer to Christ than having 200 kids that, you know, are maybe only here to socialize or because their parents want them to Mm -hmm. or whatever else the reason might be. So keeping, um, I guess, a gospel-centered focus um, has been super helpful instead of focusing on, okay, I got to get more numbers here. I got to get more kids here. It's, okay, what, with the kids that are here, what am I teaching them? Mm -hmm. Uh, And making sure that I'm doing everything in my power to take those kids that God has entrusted to me um, to disciple them the best way that I can. Yeah, that's so. That's such an important truth to bring up, and and that's something. I mean, the whole numbers um, mindset uh, is something that I'm sure plagues everyone in ministry uh, from time to time. I mean, I can remember so many times 
Um, I would judge, you know, the success of a, an event or a study based on how many people showed up. And there could uh-huh. be times where, hey, a lot of people showed up and I felt encouraged and thought things were great. And then, you know, would even stop and think, okay, is the only reason it was great because a lot of people showed up, um, right. you know, and it can be so hard for sure. Yep. Well, and especially because, you know, I, you know, I've gone to session meetings and stuff and, you know, one of the questions I get all the time is, well, how many kids do you have coming? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I might only have, you know, at my high school group, I might only have six or seven kids here, but those six or seven kids are very engaged in, in the scripture. They're very, they're asking questions. They're involved in the discussion. Um, so there may not be 60 kids here, but those kids that are here are hearing the gospel Mm -hmm. and they're engaged in discussion and they're growing in their faith, which is, I think, way more valuable. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's that's a good truth to focus on just to, again, get our eyes off of the numbers. Um, right. And, and, and know that, that that's not, you know, that doesn't equate, you know, success in ministry right. or, or anything like that. So that's an important truth to cling to for sure. Um, the other one that I came up with as I was kind of reflecting on this question, um, I often find myself getting frustrated with the priorities of some of my families. Um, I were, I love the people at this church. I love them dearly, but sometimes their priorities are not aligned the way I would like them to be. Um, you know, while I'm definitely not against kids being involved in sports, in band or choir, in clubs, in any of those things, I think those are all great things that God gives us as opportunities to glorify him. However, I am against those things being a priority over your child's spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, when parents are okay with a child missing church every Sunday or youth group every Wednesday for months at a time because of a sport, I get a little irritated to say the least. Um, you know, because that's, I think part of it is just because that's not something I have control over. That's not something I can fix um, because obviously I can't tell a parent what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I've, had several conversations with my pastor and he always is able to, um, kind of redirect my thinking and get me back on track. Um, so through conversations with him and even with other youth workers, um, I'm beginning to kind of just accept the fact that sometimes, um, parents are not as equipped as to disciple their children, I guess, as I expected them to be, which obviously was probably an unfair expectation on my part. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many of them have seriously thought about, you know, the long-term effects um, that their decisions are having on their children, um, you know, or that the example that they're setting by allowing their kids to do this is not a good one. You know, we wonder why kids leave high school and don't come to church anymore. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of reasons for that, but one of them, I think, is well, they've been shown and taught their whole life that, oh, well, if I have something going on on a Sunday, like a basketball game or whatever, well, it's okay. I just don't have to go to church. Mm-hmm. Well, when that's been ingrained in them for years and years, it's it's not all that surprising. Um, the tough part is I'm not a parent myself. So, you know, I know there's obviously, there's way more that goes into it than that. Uh, and I don't want to pretend for a second that I know how hard it is to be a parent, especially in the world that we live in, because mm-hmm. um, I can't even imagine. Um, however, 
I, I've been trying to do more. What I've been trying to do now that I'm, I guess, kind of just accepting this, um, is I'm trying to provide more resources for my parents to say, hey, these are some opportunities, whether it's through attending a conference or a webcast or books or anything I can get into their hands um, where they can hear biblical truths about parenting from someone who has actually experienced doing that. Because obviously I'm not that person. I'm not going to sit there and tell them this is how you should be a Christian parent when I have not lived that. So I have to be okay at this point with just here are the resources um, and then just kind of turning it over to God and he will work how he will work um, because getting frustrated about it only mm-hmm. makes it worse mm-hmm. um, because then I you know, get irritated with the parents and then you know the last thing I want to do is take it out on a kid um, because it's not always their fault. So mm-hmm. as frustrating as it can be at times, um, I, it is encouraging to know, though, that some of my kids, even at the middle school age, are already starting to get it. I've had conversations with several of them who have been guilty of the not being around for a while. Hmm. And they've come up to me and say, Katie, I don't know if I want to play this anymore. or I don't know if I want to do this anymore because I hate not being in youth group every Wednesday. So that is definitely an encouragement where... The kids, I think, are getting it. Um, so that, I guess, is a positive for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I guess, kind of taking a step back and learning to control what I can control and letting go of the rest. Yeah, now that, that's that's a huge point you're bringing up, um, for sure. And like you just said right there at the end, learning to control what you can control. Um, because uh, I would think again, every youth worker is going to be nodding their head about the priorities <laughs> and the busyness of the culture. And like you said, all of those things you listed are great things, good things. The word can use, you know, grow these, these youth. But when you think about, you know, the eternal perspective on okay, uh-huh. what you're, kind of forfeiting for what you're pursuing. Um, there's really no comparison. Um, right. so I, I mean, there, there's definitely an aspect of what you're saying where your frustration is justified and it's right because you know, okay, these kids need to be in church and these kids need to be uh-huh. hearing the gospel. So when they're not, you know, that's, I think that's a good thing to be upset about. But then at the end of the day, knowing, okay, um, you know, this isn't, you know, it's not my place to, to make right. the decisions. And, yep. and like you said, I think, the, the humility of being a parent is extremely hard. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and knowing, you know, well, we, we can't, we don't have it all figured out either. Um, I think that's yep. some, some good perspective. Well, and I've, I've had, you know, since I would say in the last several months, I've had the chance to have some really good conversation with parents around this topic. And it's amazing to me how much goes on that I don't necessarily know about, hmm. which I think also has changed my perspective a little bit in that, while it is super frustrating and I wish sometimes things were a little bit different, I also have to understand that sometimes the parents, you know, are just as frustrated themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to pretend to know, to act like I know what it's like to be a parent. And, you know, it it's a job that is so difficult, um, especially in the world that we live in. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of, like, like I said, letting go of the things that I can't control and just doing my best to be a resource wherever mm-hmm. I can. Definitely. 
Yeah, those are two very helpful things to reflect on. So thanks for sharing that, Katie.